What time is it? It's Giants time. Welcome to the all-new team-centric Giants show on Facebook Live presented by 24-7 Sports. I'm your host, Kevin Boylard. In a minute, we'll be joined by our New York Giants expert, Dan Schneier. And for the next 30 minutes, we'll be talking nothing but Giants football. How's everyone going? I'm glad to see you all filing in the comment section right now. Make sure you're getting those comments in for Dan Schneier right now. And we're going to read some of them as we go through this broadcast. Some of the stuff we've got prepared for you, of course, our big poll, which we'll talk about in just a second involving Odell Beckham Jr. Also, we'll be talking about some rumors. Could the Giants be pulling a draft day trade? Some say the blueprint is out there. Also, Dan Schneier has his take on what the Giants should do with the number two overall pick. And then we're going to talk about Eli and his future in the NFL and with the New York Giants. At that point, once we get through all that content, the show's all yours. We'll let the comment section dictate where we go from there, and we'll be able to open up the phone lines. Stay tuned for the number because we want to hear from you right here on Giants Time. What's going on, everybody? Let's welcome in Dan Schneier right now. He's our New York Giants expert here at 24-7 Sports. There he is, Dan. What's going on, my man? What's up, Kevin? I'm amped up for this. I feel like a fighter coming into to it. It was big fight with that intro music. I like it a lot. I like oh. where we're going with this. Love the direction. Pumped to start talking Giants football again. I think so, too. Hey, always a good time to talk Giants football. What better time than Giants time? All right, so let's take a look at that poll and get our first impressions here. Will Beckham be a giant for life? Odell Beckham, there was a bunch of trade talks around him. Where do you think the fans are going to stand on this one? Oh, I think the fans are going to stand where I stand on this one. He will be a giant for life. As I've said before, in plenty of posts and plenty of Facebook Lives, none of that trade talk would have any real backing to it. As we know, Pat Leonard, New York Daily News, sorry to do the shout-out, buddy, but you made up a rumor and there were no backing to it. From what I've heard recently from a few guys who I trust, there was never any serious trade discussions that went down between the Giants and any other team. And you don't trade a talent like Odell Beckham Jr., a guy who had 4,000 yards receiving in his first three seasons, the fastest player to ever do it, still holds the record for the most receiving touchdowns per game in NFL history and has the most receptions through his first three seasons of any player in NFL history. You're never going to get a good return on that. Draft picks are unpredictable. The Giants knew this. When John Mara said last offseason we plan to make him a Giant for life, nothing's changed. And I think the fans will agree with me that Odo Beckham Jr. is going to help keep the Giants or get the Giants back on track. And we will find out soon. Well, Dan, you got a good sense for the pulse of the fan base because right now that poll is rocking. 58 votes for yes, seven votes for no. If you want to vote in the poll, hit that heart button if you think Odell Beckham will be a giant for life. And if you think no, hit that sad face. We want to know from you. We'll be checking back in the, on this poll as the broadcast goes on. But real quick before we jump into that draft talk and the trade talk, I want to get your opinion on another receiver who's made a lot of plays in the NFC East, Des Bryant. A lot of fans in the comment here are noticing Des Bryant may want to stay in the NFC East to get back at those Dallas Cowboys. Is there any chance the Giants bring in Des? Yeah, so obviously Des Bryant said after he was released by the Cowboys, went right to Twitter and said, listen, I'm going to see you guys twice a year, which means, or at least hint, I'm going to the NFC East, but guess what? The Giants will not be the team signing Des Bryant. There's no chance it's going to happen. The Giants currently sit 
at $4.8 million in salary cap space. And they need to somehow find a way to pay a little over $5 million for this year's rookie class. And in addition to that, for just more reasons why not to sign Des Bryant, the reason the Giants are in the situation they are now, coming off a 3-13 and season, is because the since-fired general manager Jerry Reese allocated way too many resources to the wide receiver position through drafts with first and second and third round picks, through paying for guys through free agency. And the Giants have a guy coming off a major injury of his own, 33 years old, and Brandon Marshall, who they still haven't decided on, and he may not make the roster. They can't cut him, of course, until he passes physical. Otherwise, they have to pay him an injury settlement. But for those reasons alone, and for the fact that Des Bryant has never been the same since his last lower body surgery, has that Hakeem Nick syndrome, is a guy who won on suddenness, quickness, explosion, no longer there for a guy like Des Bryant. I think uh, one of the beat writers said it, or the guy covering it, Mike Garofolo for New York, uh, NFL Network, said it best. He no longer draws double teams, and for that reason alone, he has no. there's no reason the Giants should bring him in. I don't think any team should really pay him big money in free agency. But no, don't worry about it, Giants fans. I know you don't want him on this team, and don't worry, he's not coming. Marcus in the comments agrees with you, as do several others. Everyone's saying, no Dez, no Dez, nah. Tony says, Dez can kiss my... And I think that's when <laughs> we'll move on to the next segment here. Let's talk draft and the possibility of a draft day trade. I'm starting to get flashbacks to 2004, the Giants pulling a big trade in the top five. So tell me, is there a blueprint for the Giants to trade? Some people saying the Bills are a potential uh, a partner for a trade. Yeah, sure. So there's two blueprints that people are formulating that make sense if the Giants are to trade their pick. And we'll touch on them both. The first one we'll touch on is the one I think is more likely to happen if a trade is to happen. And that would be trading back to number five with the Denver Broncos. Uh, John Elway's there. He did sign Case Keenum to a two-year deal, but he made sure to keep that deal only two years because he, like anybody else, knows that if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you're in trouble in this league. And he is going to get one after years of suffering through Trevor Simeon and Brock Osweiler. He's going to go out and try to get one. And if the best place to get one will be the number two overall pick with the Giants in a trade. Now, this trade becomes a lot more likely if two things come into play. One, if the Giants side, hey, we believe in Davis Webb. We think that we can mold him into our future franchise quarterback. And then they don't need a quarterback. But even more so, if the Browns make the mistake of drafting Josh Allen, and I'll say that, I'll go out and say that. I've told everyone on this show that through my evaluation, and this is what I've done. This offseason, I've spent more time on, on the quarterbacks in this class than any position I've ever spent time on. I've watched double-digit games of every single one of these guys, and I've read a lot. And if the team makes a mistake of, of drafting Josh Allen at number one overall, which the rumors seem to suggest the Browns might, that gives the Giants pick number two overall even more value because now the Broncos or any other team could potentially get their number one quarterback on the board, whether that be Sam DeArnold out of USC, Josh Rosen out of UCLA, or Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma, though I don't think that John Elway is going to take him. John Elway is a big believer in the prototypical six foot four build type uh, quarterback. So if that guy is Rosen, or DeArnold, that gives the Giants a lot more value. I think what they could get in a framework for a trade for the Broncos is very similar to what the Giants traded uh, 2004, you brought up at the beginning of the show, to the Los Angeles Chargers, then the San Diego Chargers, when they moved from 4-1, to one, essentially, to get Eli Manning. And that was a two th the next year's first-round pick, 2005, would be a 2019 first-rounder from the Broncos. It would also be this year's third-round pick and... Uh, next year's fifth round pick. Now, I actually think the Giants would get a little bit more because in this scenario, the Broncos would be getting their number one choice at quarterback. And I think what they, and there's going to be tons of teams calling the Giants. So I think the Giants could actually get next year's first rounder, 
this year's second round pick from the Broncos and a fifth rounder in addition to that. Maybe the Giants have to then send back a sixth rounder. Now, the other trade, the Bills trade, the one that has more steam building to it, there's been talk from Eric Galco started a month ago from Optimum Scouting, said he started to hear, you know, rumors about the Giants and Bills talking recently. Tony Pauline from Draft Analyst said, there's a framework for a trade already in place between the Bills and the Giants. Nothing will happen between uh, until draft night, Pauline said. But keep in mind, Tony Pauline is also the guy who said Andrew Norwell to the Giants was a done deal. So we got to take it with a grain of salt. Anyway, if the Giants do decide to trade back to number 12 of the Bills, something that makes it possible is the fact that Brandon Bean, the Bills general manager, came up under Dave Gettleman, the Giants general manager. They have a great working relationship. They could get a trade done. If a trade is to happen, what I'm hearing is the Bills are going to send a six-pick package back to the Giants. To move up from 12 to 2, you've got to send picks. They'll send number 12 in this draft, number 21 in this draft, potentially both second rounders in this draft. That's four. Next year's first rounder, and then either the Browns' third round pick this year or their th- or the Bills' third round pick next year, depending on how that thing is framed up. Now, do I think that's going to happen? Hell no, I don't. Because if you listen to Dave Gettleman, he made it pretty clear it's going to take an awful lot to move out of that number two pick. Now, does that mean he won't move to five? I don't think so, because Dave Gettleman moving to five is essentially not the same. It's not the same as moving back to 12, because if you move to five, you're moving with the Broncos. They're going to take a quarterback. Quarterback goes one. Jets go three at quarterback. They didn't trade up for anything else. Then you got the Browns at four, and they either take Bradley Chubb, Saquon Barkley. They're not going to take Quinton Nelson because they already pay two guards, uh, some of the biggest contracts in the NFL, Joel Batonio and Kevin Zeitler. So what happens there is either the Browns trade that fourth pick to a quarterback needy team, and then the Broncos get, and then the Giants at number five get the best player on their board that's not a quarterback. Or, worst case scenario, they get one of Barkley, Chubb, or Nelson. And they're fine with that. So, if you ask me, I don't see the trade all the way back to 12 happening. But if the Giants decide, hey, we like Davis Webb, they will trade. They should trade to number five. The only other thing the Giants should do if it's number two pick, besides take a quarterback, Darnold or Rosen, would be to trade to number five. It doesn't make any sense to do anything differently. This is a class, a very rich quarterback class. You can't sit there at two and take a non-quarterback, in my opinion. Well, Dave Gettleman, I think this is his first year as GM, and I think if you're a first-year GM, you got to make a little bit of a splash in the draft. And in my opinion, Gettleman trading back, uh, that's kind of a lackluster impact first impression if you ask me. So I'm kind of with you in a sense when we move on to this next segment here, which is your take. The Giants really only have two options in your mind for that number two overall pick. If a trade is out of the question, then they got to go with one of the top two quarterbacks. And in your mind, that's Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen. Why? So as, as you guys have known uh, who are following in now, they've been following me all offseason. I actually do think there is a little bit of a break with the top two. I think Rosen, to me, is the clear-cut number one passer. And then I think Darnold is two. And I think there's a solid drop-off after that. Now, the reason why I have those – now, I'll, I'll be honest with my process. I put it out on 24-7 Sports, on the website, on the Facebook page. I put my work out there. The whole thing is you got to show your work when you're doing this. And I've evaluated at least 12 games of all four of the top quarterbacks right now. In addition to that, I've done a lot of reading on their background. I've listened to them in interviews. I've watched them at the combine. I've watched them at their pro days. And to me, the three most important traits for a quarterback that are just not often talked about in this pre-draft process because we have this long month break where people are doing pro days and combine, throwing in shorts with no pass rushers coming at them, is one, the ability to process a defense both before and after the snap. Two is the ability to throw with anticipation. The NFL evaluators call it seeing the field. What that does is you throw receivers open. So you put them in a a place where not only they can catch the football, 
But after catching the football, they have a lot of room to create yards after the catch. And the quarterbacks who stand out the most in anticipation throwing and seeing the field are Sam Donald and Josh Rosen. They're clearly ahead of the bunch. Now, as far as processing the field goes, reading a defense before and after the snap, changing pass protection, Josh Rosen's head and a heels above everyone in that in that regard, including Sam DeArnold. Now, why do I like Sam DeArnold? Josh Rosen does go one. Or if the Giants just say, hey, we like Darnold better. Well, there are things you got to like about Darnold. He took pick, picked up the QB position late. He was a linebacker in high school. So he still has a lot of room to grow when it comes to the uh, mental IQ and the X's and O's of the game, something Josh Rosen so far ahead of everyone else in. Uh, but again, if you're just new to the position, you can grow in that sense. And the other thing I like about Darnold is his footwork in the pocket and his ability to create outside of the pocket. He reminds me a lot of Tony Romo. A lot of Giants fans are going to hate to hear that comparison. They're going to think that's a bad thing. I think Tony Romo was a hell of a quarterback. That's my personal opinion. Um, they have a lot of similarities. Josh Rosen, to me, reminds me of a rich man's Matt Ryan. Uh, that's where I see those two comparisons. And then if you ask me, why do I think it's only those two? Well, I'll tell you. Josh Allen, to me, not a top 50 prospect. You can't teach accuracy. That's the third most important trait after anticipation throwing and mental processing. It's accuracy. It doesn't improve at the next level, regardless of what you keep hearing now. It just doesn't improve. Look at the guys who, uh, you know, who profile like Allen over time are Christian Ponder, Kyle Bowler, EJ Manuel. These are guys with sub 60% completion percentage. And yes, I know it happened one season for Matt Sta Matthew Stafford. In the SEC, guys, Josh, Josh Allen's playing at Wyoming. We have to keep this in a And then you guys talk, there's people who talk about talent around him was bad, right? Well, guess what? Allen's receivers had 12 drop passes all year. Rosen's at 36. Baker Mayfield's at 25. So that argument's BS because he's also facing worse competition as well in Wyoming. And when Josh Allen faced those Power 5 conferences, and I watched every single one of those game tapes, versus Nebraska, versus Iowa, versus Boise State, who's barely a Power 5 in my opinion, at this stage of their game, they, you know, they had a good coach, but now he's on Washington and Patterson. But listen, when he played those teams, he was atrocious. He was a guy who doesn't even look like a backup quarterback to me at the NFL level. And then we transition to the final one. Why don't I think Baker Mayfield can get in that range of Darnold and Rosen, the two guys I think the Giants have to take if they're there, number one or two. And because for me, for Mayfield, the issues stem from him having a great offensive line in Oklahoma, facing Big 12 defenses. And listen, over time, the problem is, you can be, you can always be an outlier, but over time, those six foot quarterbacks are very, very rare to see in the NFL. You got Drew Brees, you got Russell Wilson, and then you got to go all the way back to Doug Flutie. So you're really going against the grain. He would be a statistical anomaly. And lastly, Lamar Jackson, a guy who I like a lot more than other people. I don't think the Giants would ever draft him. I don't think the Giants would ever be created enough, create an offense that works for him. So those are the those are my evaluations on quarterback. Now, why would I take a quarterback instead of Saquon Barkley? Quentin Nelson, or any of those guys. And the reason for me comes down to one key factor. You have to win in this NFL with a quarterback. The easiest window to winning is by drafting that franchise quarterback, by hitting on that franchise quarterback, and then by paying him $10 million or less under the salary cap for four years and then an option fifth year where it's also going to be cheap. And you can build the roster around. That's what the Eagles are doing now, getting Michael Bennett, getting Chris Long. That's what the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson when they won their Super Bowl and he was under his rookie contract. That's how it goes in the NFL. You don't win without these franchise quarterbacks. And if you look back since 2000 with regards to Davis Webb, there have only been four quarterbacks drafted in the round in the third round or after that have turned into franchise quarterbacks. Two of those are Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. And I bet you you're going to find a lot of people in this comment section and even myself, who might argue that Dak Prescott should not really be considered a franchise quarterback just yet. And Kirk Cousins, eh, he's had Trent Williams, Morgan Moses, and Brandon Sheriff on that offensive line for a long time. And, and one of the best offensive schemers in the NFL in Jay Gruden. So 
to me, you got to take a quarterback here. The Giants haven't picked here since 2004. They haven't had a top four pick. They're not going to get back here anytime soon. Do we really want to see them in desperation mode like the Bills a couple years from now trying to trade their whole roster to try to move up for a quarterback? I don't think so. Giants fans should know best from the Danny Cannell, Kent Graham era of quarterbacks where it was dire football for the Giants with Kent Graham, Dave Brown, and Danny Cannell. They weren't ever a company. They were never a threat to win. And oh, I even- remember those days, Dan. And exactly. absolutely, if you look in the comment section right now, a couple of people agree with you. Gary's one of them, but most of the fans are saying, go get Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, and we know I this. Agree- I agree with them. I'm all in on Saquon Barkley. One of the fans here is saying that he's a generational talent, and I think that they may be right. So let's move on here talking about the other big name, not to do with the draft, not to do with these quarterbacks coming in. The quarterback they already got under center. It's Eli Manning. Is this Eli's last chance? He's had a rough couple of seasons. I know they made the playoffs the year before last. However, 3-13 Three and thirteen last year, and he got benched at one point for Geno Smith. What's next? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take into account at all him getting benched for Geno Smith. That was a dying coach's last last ditch effort to somehow try to keep his job. It was ill advised. Everyone knows that. Uh, it was a terrible decision, and ultimately, it led to him being fired in midseason instead of after the season. Something the Giants never wanted to do with a coach. That's not how they operate. They were forced to do it because Ben McAdoo's atrocious decision. Now. As far as the answer to your question, I believe this is Eli's last chance. Now, the people in the comments are going to go nuts when they hear that. doesn't mean I don't think he's going to succeed in his last chance. That doesn't mean I don't think he's going to have a good season. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But is it his last chance? Yes. If Eli Manning, if the Giants have another bad year where they don't make the playoffs and they're not competitive and Eli Manning in the passing game isn't working, they're going to move on from Eli Manning. Why is that? Well, next offseason, his contract changes a lot. If the Giants release Eli Manning next offseason, they save $17.5 million in salary cap save space. 17.5. You can get two huge name players and sign them and pay them only eight mil in their first year under the contract. And you could fit them both big free agents. They wouldn't do that. You don't want to spend in free agency every year. But the point is, it frees up cap space to re-sign Odo Beckham Jr. and Landon Collins. Some fans feel like you can magically re-sign everybody, but there's a strict salary cap in the NFL, and the Giants only have about $5 million in space right now. If they want to re-sign Landon Collins and Odo Beckham, and you know they do, they're going to have to find a way to create space for it. It's as simple as that. So, yes, this is Eli Manning's last chance. Now, I personally think he's going to succeed in this last chance. In my opinion, the two biggest reasons for Eli Manning's fall, uh, downfall last season were, one, the injuries to the wide receivers, and they're going to be a lot healthier. I'm going to say the three biggest reasons. Two... Uh, was the play of the offensive tackles on the edge with Bobby Hart and Eric Flowers. One's already been replaced, Eric Flowers, with Nate Solder, is a guy who I think is a very good offensive tackle on left tackle. And I think they'll get the other guy in the draft. In the second round, I think they're actually going to take this kid, Tyrell Crosby, out of Oregon, or Connor Williams out of Texas if he's there. But we'll get to that in another time. But again, those will help him succeed. But most importantly, he's going to go from what, my opinion, was the least creative and the worst offensive scheme in the NFL that Ben McAdoo, Mike McCarthy, Uh, system, whatever you want to call it, of just system of slants, I'll call it, just constant slant routes. And look, you look at what, you know, has happened to Aaron Rodgers in his career. One Super Bowl, I'm going to blame that on Mike McCarthy. I really am. That offense is terrible. The scheme's awful. You go from that to Pat Shermer's offense, a guy who turned Case Keenum into the third best quarterback rated quarterback, uh, according to quarterback rating in the NFL. They had a top 10 offense, seventh best run game. And I think it's going to really help Eli. They're going to get back to the play-action passing game, something that Eli Manning was very successful with early in his career, and Ben McAdoo went completely away from. 
and they're going to get to more vertical routes with Brandon Marshall who gave him 50-50 balls still on the team and with Sterling Shepard underneath and using Evan Ingram in ways that we've never seen before. So do I think it's his last chance? Yes. Do I think he will succeed in it? Yes, I do. All right. Well, here's my take then, and yes, I agree with you on that. If you believe he can win another Super Bowl, which it sounds like you do, you have to ask, what's the main objective for the Giants this year if this is Eli's last chance? Is it to win a Super Bowl or is it to groom a young quarterback? And if it's to win a Super Bowl, then why draft the quarterback at number two? If the goal is to win now, go get Saquon Barkley. If the Jaguars were able to make it to the AFC Championship with Blake Bortles and a stacked defense and a solid running game, the Giants should be able to win a Super Bowl with Saquon Barkley helping out Eli Manning. On that note, we're going to open up the phone lines here so we can get your voices directly to Dan Schneier. Do we have that number ready? We do. It's 615-422-5240. Please call or comment right now your question for Dan Schneier. Those phone lines are officially open. All right, so I'm checking in the comment section right now as we wait for the phone to buzz to see what's on your mind, fans at home. Maybe we can check the poll real quick while we're waiting. So again, we asked, will Beckham be a giant for life? Right now, 116 of you say yes. Only 12 of you say no. That is a astounding difference so far. A lot of people believing in the future of Odell Beckham Jr. and the Giants. Yeah, and it makes sense to me, Kevin. All right, so if you've got something you want to ask Dan, give us a ring, 615-422-5240. We can go back to the phone number for the people at home there. So let's say we go away from Saquon Barkley, away from the quarterbacks for a second, pair them all off, and John wants to know, would you rather have Quentin Nelson or Bradley Chubb with that number two pick? Sure, so the way I look at it is this team is not a great fit for Bradley Chubb. So the defense is moving in a different direction. Chubb, to me, is best fit in a 4-3 system as a defensive end. In the old Giants way, he'd be a great fit. He really would. But what Chubb's really great at is using his length in the run game. He had the second-best run-stop percentage, according to Pro Football Focus, last season. Wasn't as dominant as a pass rusher. Doesn't really have that edge bed. Has a little bit of tight hips. To me, he's not a great system fit for the Giants. Nelson, he'll fit in any system. This guy is a mauler. This guy is better than Zach Martin when he came out, and he's now a perennial pro bowler. So if it's up to me, it's Quentin Nelson. All right, Dan, we've got our first caller on the line. What's going on? What's your name, and what's your question for Dan? Um, or Bullens, um, I really, um, I like, I, I like, I agree with you, I'm um, saying, like, Super Bowl's attention and stuff, but I actually like what Dan was saying, though, like, we don't know what we're going to get out, get out of Eli, you know what I'm saying? So are you and, saying, um, are you saying you don't believe in Eli? No, I don't say I don't believe in him, I just say we don't know, and I'm saying, if Sam, my thing is, if Sam, if Sam Donald is right there in our hands to pick, we have to grab him. Even though Saquon Barkley or we could trade out or something like that, but if Sam Donald's there, I'd rather know, like, if Eli Manning don't work out, we at least have him. People always say Davis Webb and, like, you don't know that. They say Ryan Nassim. They say all these other quarterbacks were going to be good, and, like, you know, they don't end up turning out good. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have really good, like, three really good quarterbacks on the team because then when we want to, when a, when a, when a desperate team needs a quarterback, 
we can trade we can trade one of them for a first round pick or you know they'll get picked out of that. Well that's an so interesting we'll point you bring up with Sam Darnold actually because Sam Darnold you actually ended up having to pick Sam Darnold in your mock draft that you recently did. Can you tell us about that and the surprise of Rosen going to the Browns? Yeah, and I, I didn't get the caller's name, but I think he brings up a great point that really hasn't been touched on. There's no downside. If you take a quarterback like Darnold or Rosen at two, you can still trade Davis Webb at a later date if he really starts to improve. Not that I'm really big on Davis Webb. I didn't like his college tape at Cal at all. Uh, I think he has a lot of issues with his game that I don't know if can magically be fixed. But anyway, back to your question, Kevin. Yeah, I was put in an awesome spot. We did a mock draft sim simulation, NFL X, the NFL experience. John Fox, former head, former defensive coordinator of the Giants, former head coach of the Broncos and the Bears and the, and the Panthers was there to kind of moderate it. And surprisingly, the GM of the Browns in that, in that mock draft submission took Josh Rosen, my clear-cut number one QB. So I'm sitting there at two, and I started to get trade offers. The Bills came to me. They were offering me 12, 21. And all they wanted to offer in addition to that was a third rounder this year and a third next year. Are you crazy? To move from 12 to 2, Broncos GM wasn't giving me much. He was willing to give me a fifth rounder, a fifth rounder in addition to fifth pick. So I sat there and I took Sam to Arnold because this is a guy who sees the field very well, throws with anticipation, and can make spectacular throws. Every game tape I've watched of Darnold, he's made at least three to five throws that wow me, that only Aaron Rodgers makes. So it's not consistent yet with Darnold. He needs to sit by Eli Manning, but that's why I took him because he has time to sit by Eli Manning. Let's keep those phone lines buzzing. We have time for maybe one more call. If someone can call in right now, we'd love to get your voice heard before we got to let Dan go. He's a very busy man. But in the meantime, we've got some commenters in the comment section. I want to read some of their thoughts, and then if the phone rings, we'll get you to Dan. So Martin in the comments says, even if Eli has a decent year, they need to look toward the future. He's not getting any younger, and sooner or later, he's going to get hurt. It's amazing we haven't really seen him get hurt. I know in week 17 of the 2013 season, I think he broke his leg, but he actually didn't miss any games. So I don't know about getting hurt as a possibility for Eli Manning since we haven't really seen any evidence of that being something that's on the horizon. But here's a phone call. What's up? Welcome to Giants time. What's your name and what's your question for Dan? Yes, my name is Alex. Um, pretty much my thing is if the Browns take um, Saquon Barkley at number one, I feel like we should possibly try to trade back with the Broncos to number five, see what's available there. Uh, obviously, we're not good on – we're not wanting a quarterback. And then we should possibly maybe try to trade down with the Bills to add more picks if the quarterback is not in this draft and we don't happen to get Saquon Barkley. So I feel like we should add more picks build on our offensive line in the trenches with these hog mollies, and then go ahead and get ourselves some running backs, um, you know, running back in the, in the later draft or in the later rounds to add depth to our team. I like the sound of the hog mollies. Dan, what do you think? So here's the deal. I like the idea on the surface, but my issue with it is that when you keep trading back, you're just you're getting out of the range of where you get those blue chip guys. The Giants probably, in all likelihood, only have a blue chip grade, and we're talking about guys they think can be all pros with the potential to be more than that on four or five players. So if you move all the way back to 12, you're not gonna get one of those. You might get a project you love. They love this kid, Marcus Davenport, uh, at, a, at a University of Texas, San Antonio, because he's got the tools to maybe be a JPP type guy. He's a very similar skill set to me, to that guy and someone who can get upside. But you don't know with a guy like that. But at five, you're gonna get a guy. At worst case, you're gonna get Quinton Nelson. 
And you know what? I don't. I'm sorry to say, but I don't think it's there's almost any chance the Brown, uh, Browns take Saquon Barkley at one. I think it's become pretty clear. I think that fans evaluate Saquon Barkley a lot higher than some other uh, team NFL teams do. The problem with Saquon Barkley is that this draft is the most talented running back draft in the last 15 years. Ask any evaluator. If you don't get Barkley and you get a guy like Nick Chubb, who I think is going to be a star in the NFL, a guy like Ronald Jones, who reminds me of Jamal Charles, a guy like Kerryon Johnson, who has Le'Veon Bell-like traits to him. And we're not even talking about Darius Geis, my number two running back in my class, uh, Rashad Penny at San Diego State, who to me is a better runner between the tackles than Barkley. You know, the thing with Barkley is he's a physical freak. He's a, a freak of nature in the passing game, and he can break the 80-yard runs. But between the tackles, there was a lot to be desired. People view him as if there's no weaknesses to the game, and I don't think that's fair. If you do the tape work on him, there are some weaknesses to his game. So I don't think a running back in a class like this uh, can possibly be worth the number one pick. I don't think the Browns will do it. But as far as trading all the way back to 12, I think it's too risky, and you will lose out on a blue chipper. All right, Dan, you've laid out your case. Let's get your final thoughts on this poll before we let you go. Again, we asked fans, do you think Odell Beckham Jr. will be a giant for life? The final tally on that poll, 124 people saying yes, only 10 people saying no. So, Dan, in order to make him a giant for life, they're going to have to lock him up to a long-term contract. Mike Evans recently signed one for $18.3 million per year. Odell is reportedly asking for $20 million. Is he worth it? He's worth it, and he's going to get it. He's going to get a five-year, $100 million deal when all is said and done. That's going to be the framework. That's where it's going to end up, in my opinion. And he's worth it because, as John Fox, a former coach who I actually talked to a couple nights ago at this draft experience, said when, I told, when we talked to Odell Beckham, and he was candid about everything we talked about, he said, Listen, you have to, you can't trade him and you have to pay him. He draws a double team on every single snap. And just because Giants fans haven't been able to, you know, enjoy a great offense with somebody drawing a double team every snap because Ben McAdoo's offense was so, so unbelievably bad and so poorly schemed, it doesn't mean it can't happen. We'll see this year with Shermer, with Beckham drawing double teams every snap. We're going to see guys like Ingram, Shepard, Marshall, and whoever, whichever running back they draft in those first three rounds, and I think they will, and he's going to be really talented, making big plays when the defense is focusing on Beckham. So you do pay a guy like that, and it'll be a five-year deal. Then after that, they'll reevaluate, and I think he'll re-sign another deal because unlike Des Bryant, he doesn't rely as much on his pure athleticism. Beckham's some people don't know this, but he's viewed as the best route runner in the NFL besides Antonio Brown because of his suddenness out of breaks and just the work he does in his route running and in his training. So I do believe he'll be a giant for life, and those are my reasons why. Daniel says Odell will stay forever, and then he follows that up with that is what we want. And he speaks for most of the Giants fans in that poll that tuned into Giants time today. All right, Dan, I know you're a very busy man. We're going to let you go right now, but thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks for having time. me. Excited to do this going forward. Let's go. Absolutely. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the very first episode of Giants Time. Dan Schneier, he is electric, isn't he? He's got a lot of opinions on that number two pick, what the Giants should do. Would love to know if you guys agree with him or if you guys think he's off the wall crazy. Keep that conversation going in the comment section and make sure you're staying tuned next time when we go Giants Time Live again. Looking forward to it. Again, I'm Kevin Boyler for the video team here at 24-7 Sports and our expert, Dan Schneier. Make sure you're keeping it locked right here at 24-7 Sports where we're talking your team all the time.